Okay, so today we're looking at Batman number 14, the December-January issue from 1942. Quick warning before we start, this is the 1940s, they don't handle suicide very well, and they keep putting it in comics, so just be aware. On the cover, we have this old man in a brown suit working at a table with a bunch of chemistry stuff. He's got a bunch of full bottles and empty vials and a whole stack of prescriptions behind him. And he's stirring a pot that's spewing smoke. And in the smoke, we see the faces of a bunch of people, including Batman and Robin. So the comic starts out with Mr. A.B. Clamors standing in front of his pharmacist shop. It explains that he runs a pharmacy on the city's Lower East Side and is a kindly, humble old man. And it immediately proves this by having him hand out candy to a bunch of children even though they can't pay for it. Later, inside his shop, it shows him interacting with his neighborhood even more. He gives a girl a prescription for her mother even though she doesn't have the money to pay for it right now. He gives a policeman some powder to help his feet after he's been walking for a long time. He's all, don't worry, policeman. After you get promoted, you'll get a car, and then you won't have to walk around on your feet anymore. But the policeman's like, no, I'm never going to get promoted. I've been walking the same route for 10 years. The next person to come in is Alphonse Gibbs, who wants to lose weight and grow his hair back. He's not succeeding at either of these things, but Mr. Clamors assures him that it's fine, and that a man needs some flesh on his bones, and baldness is a sign of intelligence. Even though this doesn't help the guy lose weight or have more hair, it does make him happy, and he goes off smoking his cigarette in peace. Another customer comes in, a man named Rocky, who's a wrestler. He begs Mr. Clamors to make him a prescription that will give him super strength, if just for the night. And Mr. Clamors is all, no, we don't do that here, and leaves out that it's impossible. Rocky's pretty sad when he goes away, though. After a long day of being visited by a bunch of patients, Mr. Clamors finally gets a friend in, a struggling young physician who has yet to get a patient. They talk about how maybe he's not doing quite so well at his job as he wanted to. But then their conversation is interrupted by another one of Mr. Clamor's patients, and he has to go talk to her at the counter. This woman has come into Mr. Clamor's shop, and she asks for prusic acid, which is just the ancient 40s name for cyanide. Mr. Clamor's is all, why do you want me to sell you prusic acid? That's such a deadly poison. Why do you want it? And she's all, why do you care? I have enough money to pay for it. He's all, mm-hmm, you know, you seem a little upset. Maybe we should just sit down and have a chat. Then she bursts into tears and rants about how she doesn't want to talk to anyone ever again and how she just wants to die. She gives a list of all her problems, like being out of work and half-starved and lonely and hopeless. He, being a kindly old man who understands people, invites her to come into the back of his shop and have a talk. She goes with him, and once they get there, he shoves her towards his physician friend and has her see a real doctor instead of a druggist. 
So we've had two pages of how Mr. Clamor's life usually goes, but what about Batman? When does he enter the story? Well, he enters the story right here, with a group of thugs attempting to rob a jewelry store. The leader of the thugs is called Pills Matson, and he is constantly taking some sort of drug for his nerves. Which, I suppose, is not out of place when you're trying to bomb a jewelry store. Batman and Robin see the group going to explode the front of the jewelry store, and they decide to intervene. Let's join the confab, Batman says, and they swing down to beat up all the thugs. The bomb has been lit at this point, but it has a really long fuse, so Batman and Robin are able to beat up a bunch of the thugs before it goes off. The fight ends when somebody draws a machine gun on Batman, and then Robin throws the bomb at his head. It hits him right smack dab in the back of the head, and he drops the gun, but the bomb doesn't go off until it hits the ground. It explodes with a huge boom, and everyone looking at it flinches back. Batman's blinded. He's all, I can't see. And one of the thugs takes this opportunity to sneak up behind him and smack him on the back of the head with his gun. He's all, now you can see stars. And Robin has to run over and help Batman while the rest of the thugs escape. All the thugs have clambered into the getaway car and escaped Batman, but that's just the beginning of their problems, because Pills Matson was hit on the head during the fight. His men try to assure him that he wasn't really injured, he just got bumped a little. Don't be a sissy, they say. But he is freaked out and shaking. He's all, I tell you, it hurts. I gotta do something about it. I mean, he is probably right, though. You can't really tell how bad a head injury is until you get a professional to look at it. And sometimes, not even then. The thugs don't realize this, but they want to shut their boss up, so they stop at the nearest drugstore to get some aspirin. I hope they don't mean real aspirin. Real aspirin is not very good at stopping pain and has lots of deadly side effects. The drugstore they've decided to stop at is actually, surprise, surprise, Mr. Clamors. He's still in the back with the woman he let in before and his physician friend. They're working out a treatment plan for her. All they've got down so far is something for nerves and food. She's all, that is really nice of you, but you shouldn't bother with me since I can't pay you. What, you can pay them for cyanide, but you can't pay them for anxiety medicine and dinner? The physician friend, whose name is Roy, is all, What makes you think you can't pay me? Maybe I'll make you my nurse and take it out of your wages. Wow, were nurses really so underqualified back in the 40s? Maybe they were. It was World War II. While they're talking, Mr. Clamors sees customers up at the front. It's Pills Matson and his gang. One of them points a gun at Mr. Clamors and is all, March back there. We need to keep this private. And Mr. Clamors is all, A hold up. When they get back there, they see Roy the physician and realize that he's a real doctor, not just a druggist. And they have him look at Pill's head and make sure he's not dying or anything. Roy the physician is all, yeah, that doesn't look like you're dying, you'll be fine. Pills Matson becomes much more relaxed about that. Instead, now he wants something for his nerves, and he threatens Roy. But Roy has no interest in helping gangsters. He's all, you can't scare me with your gangster tricks. So Pills Matson has his thugs grab the woman from before, whose name is Mary, and hold her hostage so he can get all the medical treatment he wants. Back in time a few minutes at the scene of the crime, Robin helps Batman up. 
Batman's like, what happened? Was that the bomb? And Robin's all, no, you got knocked on the head by the butt of a gun, just like you always do. But maybe it's actually bad this time. You could have a fracture or a concussion. Batman's like, no, don't be stupid. Fractions and concussions, they don't happen to me. I just got dust in my eye and I can't get it out. Sure, Batman, you get all these dangerous injuries, all these knocks on the head that could potentially give you multiple personalities, and what finally does you in is a speck of dust in your eye. The comic thinks that's lame, too. It mocks him as well. Fate's irony, a man rubs shoulders with death in the guise of machine gun slugs a dynamite bomb and a brutal clubbing, and emerges miraculously unharmed, and then a grain or two of dust makes him helpless? And that's just the injuries he got today. Rabindal, all right, well, we'd better get you to a doctor or a druggist so they can shove you in the eyewash station. Rabindal, oh, I feel so stupid to be stopped just by something as small as this. Batman and Robin also make their way to the nearest pharmacy, which is again Mr. Clammers. Inside, all the thugs see them walking up. They're all, it's Batman. They're actually pretty sure he doesn't know they're here and that he's just coming here by coincidence. So they send Mr. Clammers out to talk to Batman, but they have a gun pointed at him the whole time so he can't tell. Batman comes in and he's like, I've got something in my eye. Can you get it out? Mr. Clammers is all, I guess. Meanwhile, in the background, Robin's like, Oh boy, old-fashioned licorice sticks. Yeah, that's what I would say too if I walked into a random drugstore and found Pennsylvania Dutch candy in the back of the shop. Robin does have to temporarily forego his licorice, though. While Dr. Clammers sticks a thing in Batman's eye through his mask to get the dust out. Medical treatment was weird in the 40s. He does get it out and he tells Batman not to rub his eye. Batman's like, alright. That's much better. I can see again. How much do I owe you? And the doctor's like, no, no, you're Batman. I couldn't make you pay for anything. But Batman and Robin do wind up paying for something in that drugstore. Robin's old-fashioned licorice. They walk out with him carrying a bag of it and eating some. Batman's a, all right now, back to the case. And Robin's like, that's such a good store. I haven't had this candy since I was a kid. Robin, you are eight years old. Back in the drugstore... All the thugs wipe their foreheads in relief. They're like, good thing Batman left. And then Pills Matson decides to take it even further. He's all, you know, now that Batman's gone, I think this place would actually be a perfect hideout for me. Nobody can see in, and I can get all the medical treatment I want here. One of the thugs goes, we can't operate out of a drugstore. How are we going to contact the rest of the gang? And Pills Matson is all, well, you see... And then we get a couple panels of thugs in gray suits, which is the uniform of Pills Matson's thugs, beating up all these different people and stealing their medicine, including a tub of shaving cream. The next morning, in the home of Bruce Wayne, Bruce and Dick read all about this medicine robbery in the paper. Dick saw, that's where we ran into Pills Matson and his group last night. They're stealing a bunch of drugstore products. And Bruce is all, actually... That old druggist we ran into was pretty nervous. Maybe we should go back there. So he changes into his Batman costume and prepares to head out. As he fastens on the cape, Dick is all, Hey, wait, why can't I go this time? Bruce is like, Because I don't know if I'm walking into a trap or not. 
so I need you to stay here. And if I'm not back in a couple hours, you need to come and break me out. Bruce, why couldn't you just take him with you and then hide him in the background so he can be there more immediately if he needs to break you out? That doesn't happen, though, and Batman runs back to the drugstore. When he's there, he tries to get into the back room, but Mr. Clamor stops him. He's all, Batman, you mustn't go back in there. Wait. And Batman's all, funny. I can't hear a word you're saying. Probably because you've covered your real ears with fake ears. Batman barges past him and walks into the drugstore, where he's immediately shot by a huge cloud of chloroform gas. He coughs and tumbles to the ground. See, Batman, choking gas is better than sleeping gas. He wakes up a couple hours later, tied up. He's all, huh? And then he sees that the thugs haven't only taken him captive, they also have a hostage. The girl from before, whose name is Mary. They have her tied to a chair with a bunch of guns pointed at her. And Pills Matson is all, Batman. You and this girl are here as hostages to keep the druggist and the doctor from telling people that I'm here. I've been using his medicine to smuggle messages out to my gang. That doesn't make any sense. It's not like you're smuggling the messages out to them in different medical supplies. You're smuggling these messages out to random people, then having your thugs come and beat them up for the messages. You'd have to sneak out double the messages, one to give the real message, and one to tell the thugs where the messages are. Why not just deliver the first message in the way that you would deliver the message to tell the thugs where the messages are? This is stupid. Batman says they're too smart for their own good. Maybe they are too smart for their own good. Maybe they've tricked themselves into doing something more complicated than they need to. Meanwhile, back at the Wayne home, Dick Grayson hasn't quite gone to bed yet. He's in his pajamas, which are yellow with red spots this time. That's three different pairs of pajamas. And he's pacing around in his room. He's all, I should have heard from Batman by now. I know something terrible must have happened to him. So he goes to get in costume, but not the Robin costume this time. This time, he's just disguising himself as a normal boy. He's even wearing the same pants he always does, but he's added a strap to them and a hat. Hats are good disguises. He tricked the Joker with his autograph hunter disguise last time. Later, he arrives at the drugstore and asks Mr. Clamors for work. For some reason, Mr. Clamors, even though he knows that his drugstore is currently being used as a hideout by a gang, decides to hire him. He's all, I guess I could use someone to work the soda fountain. So that day, Dick goes over to do his new job where he pours sodas out for people, I guess. Mr. Clamors has told him to stay away from the back room, so that's exactly where he goes first thing. And when he gets into the room, what does he see but Hills Matson with a gun. He holds it up to his shoulder, and Dick is all, I, I don't know anything. I didn't know anyone was here. Some of the thugs say to shoot him, but Hills Matson is all, uh, he won't tell anyone, not when he understands that we have hostages, right? And Dick's all, no, I'm not going to say anything, while Batman's in the background going, whoever you are, son, keep this quiet. Dick goes to leave, but when he does, he trips over a basket of empty toothpaste tubes for the war effort. Maybe returning your empty toothpaste tubes to your pharmacist was a normal thing in the 40s. 
He gets back up and leaves, but no one bothers to pick up the toothpaste tubes. Except for Batman. He smuggles one of them into his hands and starts cutting his ropes off. The thugs don't see, but Mr. Clammers does. He's all, Batman is using the toothpaste tubes to cut off his ropes. I'd better be ready when he gets free. So he goes out into his store and he starts gathering up allies. The first person he talks to is Ricky from before, the wrestler. He's all, Ricky, I've changed my mind. I'm going to give you super strength potion. Ricky's like, really? And then he drinks his super strength potion. And Mr. Clamors is all, yeah, that was, that was soda water. But now he thinks that he's going to have super strength. A little later, the police officer from the beginning of the comic comes in. He's all, hey, doctor, you need to give me some of that stuff for my feet again. They hurt so bad. And Mr. Clamors is all, you know what? Hang around for a bit, and maybe you won't have to walk as much for your job. Police is like, all right, and he goes and buys a soda from Dick. Meanwhile, in the back room, Roy has decided that he's not going to stand for this anymore. He gets up, and he's like, let Mary Miller and Batman go before I... And then Pills Matson reaches over and grabs a gun. He's like, damn it, as soon as I get a private doctor, I have to go shoot him. But he doesn't get the chance to because just then, Batman finally saws through the last knot. He jumps up and throws the table at the thugs. There are only two of them in the store at the moment. But across the street, some auxiliary thugs hear the commotion and are all, something must be going on with their boss, and they all run in. But since they're all coming in the door, they're put in a prime position for Robin to start attacking them. He throws a bunch of soda and big soda pots at them, and they're all hit in the face. Then the clients who were in the store catch on too. Ricky uses his super strength potion, placebo, to beat up a bunch of the thugs. The policeman starts beating them up with his stick. He hits one in the head with a crack. And Batman comes running out of the back room, chasing Pills Matson and his thug from before. He's all, not so fast. The treatment isn't over yet. And then he punches the thug who was with Pills Matson out a window. He punches Pills Matson once, and since he has a very weak constitution, he's taken out immediately. Now, all the thugs are gone, and the police officer says he's going to get promoted for this. One of Mr. Clammer's patients from before, the one who was trying to lose weight, came into the store during the fight and is just in time to weigh himself in. He's all, look, I've lost seven ounces during that fight. My hair started growing back too. Huh, weird. I don't see what that has to do with anything. Ricky is also really happy. He's all, if I can beat up all these guys, I'm definitely going to win my next fight. In the back room, Roy, the position, has untied Mary and asks her to be his new nurse. And this is all very happy and good for these people, but not so much for Dr. Clammers. His shop has been ruined. The dugs were all knocked into shelves, and they fell over, and all the bottles on them shattered. And Batman even punched a guy out a window, so he needs a new window, too. He's like, I am glad that all the dugs have been caught, but I don't have money to fix up this store. But Batman comes over to him and puts his hands on his shoulder and is all, Doc, I've got something to tell you, and you're in for a great surprise. So, throughout the rest of the day, Batman goes around to the neighborhood and tells them about what happened to Dr. Clammers and about how his store got ruined. He tells them that he risked everything to make the community safer, so they should do something for him. 
And a few days later, they do. They have this big parade where they lift him up on a chair and walk him through the streets. Some of his patients hold up signs that say what he did for him. Vicky holds up a sign that says, Doc made me chant. And the police officer holds up a sign that says, Thanks, Doc, for putting me on wheels. See, he finally got a car he could drive instead of having to walk everywhere. The parade culminates at his store, where he gets off the chair and we see that they're having a grand opening. The shop is all redesigned and they even have a neon sign for him that calls him the friendliest druggist. His physician friend Roy and Mary are waiting inside where they tell him that they're getting married. So it looks like everything worked out for Dr. Clammers. He looks up at his flashing neon sign and he's all, That's all I've ever wanted in my life. A sign just like that. But to get it, I had to wait for Batman and Robin. And Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson, who were taking part in the parade, are all, Hmm, Batman and Robin, do you know them too? See, they've come back to make this their regular drugstore because Dick likes the licorice candy so much. You've always got to keep track of where your favorite candy is. The end.